Hi, I'm Namusa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Africana Podcast. Now I don't know uh, what our words really are. Hey, Addy. Happy 2020. What a year. (laughs) Well, we should say that this is, welcome back listeners. This is our 2020 looking forward episode. We're happy to have you. Thank you for being patient with us. We have some, on this episode, we'll do uh, recaps of 2020 so far and our word uh, for this year. And then also we have some really exciting announcements about what the podcast is going to look like going forward. You know, it's so funny. I wonder what this would have sounded like had we recorded this two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Optimistic. What was the BDE, Big Dictator Daughter Energy? Yeah, but I don't know. Now, now we're just weary, weary and wary. Ooh, see what you did there, playing words. Well, you know, still the same old me, even if I'm social distancing. In fact, now it's worse. I only have jokes for myself. <laughs> um, Addy, tell me about your 2020 so far. So, personally, 2020 has been very busy. It seems like every week, work-wise, there's a big thing to do, whether it's a big deliverable or a big meeting or a big project or a big proposal. So the year started off with a sprint and hasn't really let up, but I get the sense that this is going to be a banner year professionally. I feel like a lot of the struggles of the past year slash two years is kind of leading up to this moment of, you know, I feel like things are flowing to me and things are a bit easier now. And I think that's as a result of a lot of things. I think it's added perspective, added experience. Um, really getting a handle on struggles with anxiety and fear. And I'm a firm believer that sometimes, you know, you're not provided your blessings because you'll drown in them. And so I think my, how I'm rationalizing kind of this turn of events at work is that I think I'm perhaps to accept and like manage these blessings. Um, I had my family vacation in February for two weeks, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I know our longtime listeners know that it's something that we do every year. My parents are retired, living their best lives, and I meet them somewhere once a year. And that's real good, like heart to heart check in time, um, you know, after having like a long distance family relationship for much of the year. And whoo, when I tell you, I'm glad that it was in February <laughs> because I don't know if it would still be happening uh, with everything that's going on now. So I feel very fortunate that I had that time especially because I know that any future travel to the U.S. to see them is not possible. Personally, I think it's, it's going okay. Obviously there's a lot of, you know, anxiety and concern about, you know, what's happening at the moment with coronavirus and, you know, in some instances, the lack of leadership and the lack of concern and empathy on the part of fellow citizens, but I'm just trying to remain focused on what's in front of me. But yeah, it has been, well, actually I forgot to note actually. So Yeah, I think, so Kobe died in January, and I've had a lot of loss in life 
you know, in the last three months, people that I either knew very well or didn't know so well, but knew through other people. I think before even coronavirus got started, (laughs) I was already having a lot of internal discussions around loss and grief and mortality. Mm -hmm. Um, So that has been, that's been, I think that's probably been on the tougher side of the emotional like kind of part of this year. I'm just kind of grappling with some of those themes. Yeah, girl. I, I feel like January was the – like, Jan, we should have known in January, like, when koalas were being burned alive in Australia. Like, that was the sign that this whole year was going to go left. Australia on fire. Locusts in East Africa. Dubai was flooded. A whole desert was flooded. It was raining in Nairobi in January, which is unheard of. There was an almost World War Three with Iran and the U.S. and whoever else wanted to, like, get involved. The downing of the plane, do you remember, in Iran? Where loads of civilians um, on the Ukrainian airliner lost their lives. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So I think that probably should have been a sign that this year, on a global level, <laughs> was going to be a little bit of a mess. But I don't even think we were prepared for for March. And for just everything that has come as a result of, yeah. But again, as in, as I said, I think in 2018 or 2017, it was like, it's going to be a great year for us, the listeners personally. Globally, I'm not so sure. So some things remain the same. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I just want to follow up and ask, and this is something that I'll talk about as well, how... Um, do you have any kind of advice or suggestions? This it definitely feels like a a how do I what are the words that I'm looking for? A time of either high anxiety for many people or really uncertainty for many people. I think especially folks in uh, a lot of the global south and across the African continent, which I'm really conscious of, whether that's like the limiting of movement or worried about uh, contracting corona or being a vector. Uh, for corona and social isolation and quarantine, as well as like, we haven't even got there yet. And I I feel like we could do a whole episode on like the knock-on effects of what corona means economically, especially for many African countries and uh, what that is going to look like. Um, But all of that to say, how, what have you you found that's like helpful to manage your own anxieties and also to, yeah, support other people in, in kind of a time that feels quite uncertain? So for me, I've gotten a lot of texts from friends back home about how they're feeling. And so I think for me, it's really important to both show up for folks, but also know that I can't take on everyone's fears because I have my own concerns. You know, I have family members that are immunocompromised. I have family members that are over the age of 70. So, you know, I I have my own kind of fears at play. Um, I think honestly, it's it's not say get outside um, in terms of go have fun and get drunk and be at bars, but, you know, taking, I'm now in the Nairobi context. So like taking a walk in the forest, which I think is still okay. Maybe it's not, maybe that's not social distancing enough. Um, But I feel like it's open air. So maybe it's a bit better or maybe it's not, I'm not a health professional. So don't do these things and then blame me. (laughs) But um, I think it's just finding a way to, connect with folks because you don't necessarily need to see people. I know not everybody loves voice notes and not everybody loves phone calls. I personally can do those at any time. I have no concerns. (laughs) So 
you know, calling your friends and just focusing on what's in front of you. For me, there's enough work to keep myself busy. There's enough books in my house to keep myself busy. I thankfully live with someone that I like talking to. So those are the little things day in and day out. But also, I think the situation in Nairobi is still very early at the time of this recording. So, you know, if you talk to me in two weeks, I might have a different frame of mind. I might be kind of going stir crazy or have cabin fever. But for now, it's just check on your peoples, be a source of support if you can, turn off the faucet if it's too much. Yeah, I'm not, I'm trying not to spend too much time on Twitter because that can just get you upset. Mm. I've done a lot of stress tweeting of late and (laughs) I think it's time. Is it funny at least? What's that? Is your stress tweeting funny at least? Oh, totally. I mean, come on. Humor gets us through a lot. So I, I guess we'll give a quick recap of what my 2020 has looked like and then we can go into our words for the year how does that sound sure awesome okay so my 2020 started out in I was with my family in Toronto I think it's also important to say at the time of this recording I'm currently in Johannesburg um, so Addie and I are uh, testing out like really putting this COVID-19 advice to uh, work and testing out kind of remote calls and seeing if we can uh, continue to do the podcast, but in a way that where we're not necessarily in the same room. So bear with us. But yeah, it's another just opportunity to provide content uh, that hopefully the listeners uh, can engage with, especially because loads of people are going to be at home or social distancing um, or under quarantine. So we're committed to getting you the content that you uh, have been looking for. So yeah, back to my 2020. So I was in Toronto with my family. Then in late Jan, early Feb, I ran a half marathon in in New Orleans. And New Orleans is like an absolutely beautiful and incredible city. And when people are able to travel again, I really recommend to go to New Orleans. There's so much history. You have a mix of French, you have the Creole population, you have plantations that you can visit and understand kind of the the slave histories from much of West Africa into the South or the Southern United States. The food is absolutely incredible. I ate my face off. So that's everything from like beignets to gumbo to like grits and shrimp. I'm a huge grits person, I decided. I wasn't sure how I was going to go on the like grits but I'm about it like salted warm carbohydrates there's something about that that just makes my stomach like the happiest it ever feels so you know there's a whole debate among black people about whether shrimps should be sweet or savory oh I have a very strong position on that which is savory okay interesting tell me more uh I don't like most sweet things like my my tooth is always going to be a savory tooth so What is a sweet shrimp? I don't understand. (laughs) So grits was not really a thing in my house because we were eating injera and lasagna. Yeah. But I have been a part of Twitter for many years enough to know (laughs) that people often argue uh, (laughs) about whether grits should be sweet or savory. So do you put sugar or not? we put it to the listeners listeners what do you think and i think it's similar to like the jollof conversation do you think let us know (laughs) do you think sweet or savory and we'll report back obviously there's only one correct way to answer this not that i'm pushing my views on everybody but here we are 
so yeah, in summary, New Orleans was absolutely incredible. I felt that, yeah, it was just such a great experience. And um, I was also there in the lead up to Mardi Gras. So like incredible, incredible bands, like marching through the streets and getting ready for like the big Mardi Gras celebrations. And I just, yeah, New Orleans is such a special, special, special place. And then I was just really proud of myself for running a half marathon. I came back and had to do physio though, because I pushed myself too hard. But I am committed to running a full marathon, doing it once, taking a photo, getting a t-shirt, never doing it again, October in Amsterdam. So here we are. Yeah. And then following that, what else has happened? Yeah. Things have been quite exciting and busy on like a work front, which is always really satisfying. And then I think now moving into something that's really, yeah, on my mind and I'm conscious of, which I think we all are, is uh, coronavirus and the response to covid 19 and I indirectly both in my yeah largely in my professional life the organizations that I work for are trying to support that especially through like economic stimulus packages so there's a lot of thinking about okay what does emergency preparedness look like now but also what will this mean for the markets and so I interestingly enough feel quite optimistic in a way that's not naive and I think and what my recommendations are to kind of dissuade and ease people's anxiety is one, just recognizing that like you told everyone is totally well within their rights to have and feel anxious. Um, like it's a human response. I also would encourage if people have access to remote therapy to talk to people about that. So whether that's like a professional therapist or talking to people in your community, again, Addie and I can attest that we love a long voice note. So that's another option. But to, yeah, to just be there for each other in ways that are safe. And so following, yeah, you're like the international, so the World Health Organization, their guidance, but also your your national guidance. So depending on the country that you're in, what are the, the guidelines for both mitigating exposure, slowing the virus, as well as treatment. So yeah, so therapy, talking to people that you care about and love, checking in on people. So I, I know I've talked about this incredible woman before, but my grandma is 98 and she's in a retirement home and they're under complete lockdown, which um, is the correct directive for where she lives. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to start kind of like a family calling system where our extended family makes sure that we're calling her multiple times a day just so that she doesn't feel isolated. And I think there's many people in our communities that we can do that for and we can support them remotely. Yeah. Without, with ensuring that uh, they're, health is kind of the top priority and also checking in so that's what I would say in terms of dissuading or not dissuading but like yeah just letting people know it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling but let's try and remain calm and cool and collected which I recognize can be really hard and that things are going to change pretty quickly in a multitude of countries so I actually would love to do an episode Eddie we can, should find a way or time to maybe facilitate like where we can get professionals to help answer questions about Corona, especially in the continent. I feel like there's more and more information coming up, but there's still um, a lot that uh, is ongoing. I know there's been new cases. There was a new case announced in Somalia in Tanzania in the last couple of days. And then obviously Kenya, South Africa and many West African countries as well. So that's kind of where I am this year. It's something that I'm thinking a lot about, but I'm thinking a lot about Corona 
in a way of, okay, like, how do we see this as an opportunity personally and professionally to, to support each other and to make a difference in each other's lives? I think this has also taught me that we can't blame finite blocks of time for our misery. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not, it's not 2020's fault. It's not 2019's fault. It's not 2021's fault. These are just, this is just life. These are the times we live in. Some years are a little bit more intense globally than others. Some years are a little bit more intense personally than others. But here we are. And so I've enjoyed many of the take me back 2019 posts. But I think I'm also just kind of accepting that as fact that, you know, everybody had a new year, new me and this decade is my decade. And, and these, these things are, can also still be true, right? It's not to say that these this will not still happen for us. But I think globally, what has overshadowed our personal kind of growth and development has been has been these massive stories. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to blame 2020 for this. This is just, here we are. But I do enjoy, there's been a lot of great Corona humor. I know Corona, the beer company is not so thrilled, but here we are. <laughs> but yeah, we live in interesting times. So just, Maddie, I'm really we might glad. as well start getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that you aren't blaming a year because you could not pay me enough to go back to 2019. So here we are. <laughs> I'm still claiming this decade, thinking about the oper- like being opportunistic, or not op- optimistic, opportunistic was not the right word. I'm not here out here bulking masks or hand sanitizer because I think we need to make sure that everybody gets equal distribution. But 2020 going to be my decade. I feel it. So I'm glad we're on different kind of part- parts of that spectrum about that. Yeah, I mean, I still feel like this is going to be an important decade for many of us and a great decade for many of us. I also just, yeah, I think I've just accepted the fact that, you know, I think I said this on another episode, like life is a never ending repeating series and adulthood is a never ending rather. Adulthood is a never, a never ending repeating series of highs and lows. And similar, but sometimes different cast characters. To, exactly. Right. It's just different opportunities to flex your growth and change. So but yeah, I am still, I'm still hopeful. I'm excited about life. I'm a little bit nervous for people that I care about, but I just have to have hope that it will all be okay. And it's a good thing I learned how to do that just in time. <laughs> Look at God. So, Namusa, what was your word for this year? So, my word... For, I actually, it's a decade word. It's not a, a, yeah, it's not a year word. It's a decade word. Because again, I'm claiming the whole decade. And as you and the listeners know, 2019 was of the worst years of my life. A lot of just very sad and difficult things, largely on a personal level happened. But I worked through a lot of those things. And so my word really counters, or sorry, adds on to what I, what I needed to survived 2019, which was really resilience. So my word for the decade is what I think happens after resilience, which is glory. And so I like this. Yes. And so what I'm looking forward to is everything and anything connected to glory. Because I, I often think we think of like resilience in this way of like, okay, we get 
hard things happen in life and we get back up again and hard things that happen in life and we get back up again. But I don't think that I, or many of us, and like notably me to start out with, really like revel in the times where, where glory can also exist at, at the end of resilience, but also during resilience. And so I'm looking forward to a glorious decade, both personally, professionally, as an African continent, as the way that we come together as people across the globe to deal with challenges. So again, flexing our resiliency, but really, really savoring the moments of glory and encouraging other people to do the same. So that's my word. What about your word, Addie? What would you say? It's actually really funny because I changed my word today. Oh. Uh, Are you going to yeah, tell us both? I will I will share both. So plot twist. <laughs> so the first word is a word that came to me in the middle of the year last year in 2019 when a friend was saying that she had three words typically that she would assign to a year. And she told me the last word and I was like, yes, that's it. That's exactly what I want for next year. And so that word was radiance. Yes, and so say that again. It sounds like a Pantene Pro V commercial, the hair company, the shampoo company. They have a line called Radiance. Do they? Well, there you go. And so I felt I felt radiant at the end of last year. I felt like I kind of started it early, and people noticed it as well. But there's another totally. Thank you, boom. But there is another word that is really much more of a foundational word that I think, and I think this word is the means and radiance is the end. So really, and this other word is a word that I've also has been in my mind repeatedly and is it's kind of, it's a verb. And so it's really the action so maybe I have two words, kind of one is the adjective and one is the verb. Yeah. But the verb, the action item, really, that underpins how I approach so much of this year is manage. Okay. Tell us more. So for me, I think kind of a lot of the work that I've done in the last few years and in the last year in particular has prepared me, I think, for this coming year and all the work that's ahead. And really, I find now that I can manage, really, my goal for this year is to manage myself better. And that's in terms of, you know, getting to places on time. Like, Eddie, you know how long it takes you to get ready? Why are you showing up 15 minutes late? Or, you know, the simple things of, you know, really, it took me so long to, to, I think, fully grasp and accept and understand the level of autonomy and responsibility of my role. And I think I shied away from it. I think I got really scared. And I think I'm finally the person that they hired. And I'm finally the person that I, you know, kind of used to be. And so I'm excited to manage myself well and better at work. And the outcrop of that will be managing others better. I'm also happy to manage my, I'm excited to manage my dating life better, which is having the conversations that I need to have so that I can be radiant. So ending things before it gets too drawn out or before there's too many questions about what is this and blah, blah, blah. 
So managing that well. You're very, these are very much, this is very much your love language, right? I know yeah. you love the, the conferences and the summits, <laughs> the bilateral summits with men. And like, <laughs> clear around where people are at, both like romantically, but also in friendships and in many other kind of human interactions. Yeah. And I think on another personal note, you know, it took me a very long time, but, you know, for the first time I've signed a lease and I'm, you know, the main Woo! tenant, if you will of my apartment, which I've never done that before. Everything, everywhere I've ever lived has either been with my parents or in a dorm or in a company provided apartment or in a school provided apartment or, you know, I've never really been tied legally <laughs> to the place that I've lived. And so that's yet a, that's another level of responsibility and trust and commitment. And so I think those are all things that I need to, like that I'm getting practice in and those are all things that, you know, are necessary when it comes to, you know, eventually being with a partner or, you know, tackling yeah. those themes, tackling those themes at work or yeah. within my, my deep friendships. And I also kind of in related to related to this whole thing, I started swimming lessons a few weeks ago, and that's been something that I've wanted to do for many years. And, you know, I'm finally you know, I'm finally doing the things. And it's not to say that I lack discipline because I don't like I fast pretty regularly. You know, I do, I do things that I say I will do for the most yeah. part, yeah. but there's another level of like someone, something you've wanted to do something for so long, but there's been a fear that has, you know, kept you or a, that the fear has been the barrier. So pushing yeah. past that, like it took me 45 minutes to put my head underwater and that feels great. <laughs> so I think I'm just, I'm really, really excited to manage myself and my life better and manage my finances better, whether it's setting up a budgeting app for the, well, that's not the first time I've had this app and this email. I've been getting these emails for like seven years and they're like, oh, you're broke. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just haven't updated you. Relax. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, like I'm still broke, but like I'm not in the red, which is what all these emails have been saying every month for the last like seven years. <laughs> but like that to me is really important. And I think, again, all of these things are happening at the same time because I truly believe in the timing of my life. And I truly believe that kind of one step leads to the other. And so, you know, managing my finances and like having a real budget for the year in a way that I have, I mean, I've had budgets for years in the past, but like never as thoughtfully done as this year. And that's really important, especially as, you know, I'm now paying rent once a month as opposed to paying to, you know, someone else and paying to the actual landlord. And I'm the one responsible to make sure that everybody in the house is living there properly, you know, yeah. and, you know, committing to the things that I want to do and, you know, being able to show up for others at work and being able to show up for myself at work. And like one key moment on the work perspective was, or the work kind of example is, you know, I've been in the role for almost three years now. And like I led our first offsite retreat a few months ago. And for me, that was the biggest sign that I think I was starting to push past fear because I wouldn't have been able to think in that way previously. Yeah. But I'm able to do that now because I'm not leading from a place of paralysis. You know, I'm actually stepping into, I think, what I know I've always been able to do and capable to do and what others see, but maybe I just didn't believe it or I couldn't, it felt so far away. So radiance is still important. It's still something that I will seek and I will always chase the light and I'll chase the sun. But 
I think in terms of how to get there, it's managing myself in a way that I've never done before. Because mm-hmm. I think what's come are all things that I've never had before. So I have to move different in order to receive different. That should be the proverb of the week, week, week. I'm preempting it, but like to yeah, move differently, to receive differently. That's my TED talk. Love it. And I'm very, you know this, but I'll say it again. I'm really, really proud of you. I just want us to take a minute to update the listeners in terms of our exciting new direction, which is we are going to move to a season style of uh, the podcast. So, and this season will be focused on interviews with incredible folks. We've already set them up and they will be ongoing. And Addie and I have some thoughts about names for the season, but I would, I want to put it out there and say, put a call out to our listeners that if you have a witty name for our season, because season one just doesn't feel right because we've been coming to you with episodes for quite some time. Um, But if you have a witty name for what our season should be called, uh, that'll be largely focused on interviews with incredible people, we'd love to hear from you. So email us, what's, or not WhatsApp us. I was like, because hopefully y'all don't have our numbers. Not that we don't care about you, but don't don't WhatsApp us. Email us. You can Facebook us, you can Twitterize us, you can Instagram us. We'd love to hear from you with your suggestion on season names. Addie, anything you wanted to add? No, but I'm also proud of you too. And I want to make sure I wanted to let you speak about your year, but the half marathon is really impressive. So kudos to you. And I'm excited for glory. That's such a, such a good word. Say, Say that again. For the people in the back with my whole chest, I said, Kenya's finally rubbing off on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Addie, how do the listeners find us? So we are at www.africana.com. At one point we weren't because Space was trying to play us, but and Mercury Retrograde was also a thing, but we're settled now. F-A- no. A-F-R-A-C-A-N-H. And on Instagram, same thing, at Africana. On Twitter, same thing, Africana. And then Facebook, Africana Podcast. So we'll see everybody soon. Um, Well, we won't see you. But we will be coming up with new uh, episodes and the season. Looking forward to hearing from you. Have a, yeah, safe, calm, glorious, managey week ahead. Or month ahead or something. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Make good choices and wash your hands. And share memes. I feel like that's really what we should be pushing for. And yeah, well, that goes without saying, but sure. (laughs) Bye. Bye.